which is why I'm looking for in sharp individuals who right. have some really clear and articulate ways of organizing information, data, data analysis, uh, review of information, mm-hmm. um, kind of forward thinking. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM dial at 102.9, here in studio today with Town Councilor Glenn Jones. Glenn! Good evening, Steve. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me tonight. This is a great opportunity to get up to, to really discuss uh, some of the fun stuff that's been happening this winter. See, people don't seem to think a lot of fun happens in January, but it's been a very fun and busy month. Yeah, while people have maybe distracted or following whatever's mm-hmm. happening in Congress, et cetera, in terms of committee appointments, and something's happening as well in uh, the State House with committee appointments, you were mm-hmm. part of the town council, already got to some of the committee appointments, and you you kind of hit the big one with the, the master plan committee. Yes, yes, I did, Steve. It's um, it's 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 really truly an honor to be in this position. You know, as the clerk of the council, one of the longest sitting councils on the Franklin Town Council. Um, I really have quite a diverse background in many of the different committees that have, that have come through the t- come to the town council. I've never served personally on the master plan. I was around back when the original master plan. I shouldn't call it the original because it's but not the, the original. Most recent. But the most recent master right. plan back in 2013, which was which was uh, chaired by our former town councilor and our current state rep Jeff Roy. Uh, Matt Kelly, our former town councilor, was also vice chair for that committee in our, in in the late and great. Andy Passanti was the secretary. Uh, at the time, there was also a few other individuals, Dave Dabrowski, Christine Epicella, Jeff Livingston, Greg Rondo, Tim Twardowski, Matthew, uh, Nathan Carlucci, Gene Grella, Chris Verricker, and John Carroll, who all served on the 2013 master mm-hmm. plan uh, draft that was published. Uh, it was interesting because I was reading all the notes that were left behind uh, from that, that particular committee, and, and it's interesting um, how much information came out of that particular master plan that was that master plan was actually um, brought forth uh, in order to kind of meet the needs of what is actually state law mm-hmm. I don't know if many people know this a lot right but this is actually the Commonwealth of Massachusetts uh, regulations part one chapter chapter seven for towns and cities chapter 41 offices employees of towns 81d is a master plan What's really interesting about the master plan, and I don't really know if too many people know this or not, but this was actually um, established by the state for any town that has an established planning board. Right. But as far as it's it's it, putting the committee together and establishing the master plan and putting forth a master plan presentation was actually taken on as a responsibility of the town council, not necessarily through the planning board. Right, because the planning board covers the zoning, governance, et cetera, but yeah. the town council is the governing body yes. under our form of government, which mm-hmm. for those who may not, we, certainly with a town of Franklin, but we have a city form of government. In some ways, it's really kind of the strong mayor, but we don't have a mayor. We've got a town administrator, which correct. You, one of your key responsibilities, aside from the budget, is selecting and approving and appointing and evaluating as that's one of the things you've done is Mm -hmm. managing the town administrator who then aside from schools covers everything else yes he is the ultimate executive of the town and he really takes on large tasks granted he gets paid accordingly 
but he he takes on a very vast role in regards to many things from managing the town's budget to managing the different departments. Um, he doesn't have much oversight over the school department. That's obviously the superintendent's job, Lucas. Um, but he ultimately also has on his plate a set of goals. And a lot of those goals that are set up in the town administrator's goals oh, by the fall way. <laughs> in line with the master plan goals sure. uh, that were set forth by Section 81D of the master plan from the state. Yep. Now, it's interesting, if you don't mind, give me, mind giving me a second, just to kind of clear up a little bit of what, just, just to kind of give some sure. precision to this discussion so that everybody understands what it is that this is, is the planning board established for cities and towns that shall make a master plan for each city and town uh, in the goals and the policies and statements to which identify these goals and policies of the municipality for its future growth and development. Each community shall conduct an interactive public process to determine community values, goals, and to identify patterns of development that will be consistent with these goals. There are land use elements, there's housing elements, there's economic development element, there's natural cultural resources, there's open space and recreation, there's services and facilities, there's circulation, which is known particularly as transportation. Transportation, right. There is also an implementation program. Um, it's funny because I was just reading a little bit uh, into the notes that I had here from the implementation process from the 2013 uh, presentation. And one of the things that is um, duly noted is that there will be particular departments that are going to be in charge of meeting those implementation right. goals. Uh, there are on average six sub-goals to each main goal. Mm -hmm. And each... So it's a hierarchical structure Correct. that you reiterate, and that's one of the things we can get into more detail on, but it starts out with kind of the town objectives, town vision. Correct. And then from that, how do we get from where we are to achieve that vision, which mm -hmm. then in the areas as you did, um, then break down into certain other goals, which over time yes. <laughs> is what the council and the administration, et cetera, et cetera, work right. on. And we have to update it every 10 years for obvious reasons. A lot of these goals change. A lot of these goals get met. Uh, times change, budgets yes. change, um, you know, priorities change, demographics change, sure. our priorities change. A lot of yep. different things have changed, and it's extraordinary how much has changed in ten years. Because the town of Franklin, which has always been known as one of the fastest and largest growing communities in the state of Massachusetts, on top of being considered one of the best places to live and raise a family, has changed even just so much in the past ten years. Sure, and it's extraordinary. Myself, who's been through a lot of this over over the past ten years, to see how much has changed. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an extraordinary undertaking to go back and look at the, the previous plan, mark off or check off the ones that have been done, take them off the plate. Some of them, some of them might even be slightly modified and repeated for the second iteration, right. and then to add in some new goals that really ultimately will reflect the next ten years of where we want Franklin to go. Sure. Um, by way of example, uh, there's natural, cultural, and historical resources. There were six previous goals chosen for that last time around. The first goal was to protect, preserve, and enhance Franklin's natural resources. Now, just just so everyone understands, the reason that this process is going to take so long is because even a simple statement like that can be expanded out in, into many different areas of the town right. of Franklin, you know, protect, preserve. Yeah, and to that end, that effort actually is being spearheaded right now by the Conservation Commission yes. and our cons conservation agent who has a whole series of public hearings yep. by topic, et cetera, that 
entire piece fortunately kind of rolls into yes become reviewed mm -hmm. by the full committee so yes. to that end you don't have to go into that detail they're doing much of it but then the that's entire yes. committee still has to review and approve etc that's correct and that's also true for uh recreation right it's actually going to be true for culture and arts yes. and 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 land use which a lot of that will go through uh the planning department and ultimately the edc will probably have some ultimate overarching information that will be contributing to well mm -hmm. to, to it as well sure um i feel the committee will all the 13 person committee which actually was just recently published a couple of weeks ago uh, for those who are listening and have any interest in joining on the committee uh, this is the master plan update committee it, it's uh, applicants should expect to have at least 12 to 18 months processed in developing a 10-year vision for the community including town facilities arts cultural development housing infrastructure open space economic development more uh, there are currently six at-large positions that, that have been posted um just so everybody understands it is quite a commitment and that what we are ultimately looking for is a anybody who has a really overarching interest in making the town of franklin continue to be the best place to live and raise a family mm -hmm. but also anybody who has a background in any one of the areas that i just spoke about sure um you know anything from open state open space to economics to housing transportation i'd love to hear some feedback on anybody who's an expert in transportation um having being having two MBTA train stations in the town has its benefits, but unfortunately, since COVID, they've been slightly underutilized. It'd be great. It'd be great to see how we can kind of tackle that mm -hmm. as a whole. Um, people can also expect that if they join up at large, there's a good possibility that they'll be appointed to one of the subcommittees that will overview uh, one of the specific areas that we talked about earlier. Um, and you do have, in addition to the six at large, which for the listeners, the form and the link will be in the show notes. So you can go to franklinma.gov. Clearly today it'll be there. I believe there was also a blog post thereby an alert to that. Uh, but there is an application form to submit for multiple committees, but one of which is the master plan committee. And I believe of the 13, you also have, in addition to, I think it's three counselors. Two. Yes, You've correct. got a number of other assigned spots, if you will, for certain representation from planning board planning Chief recreation the, zba mm -hmm. that's correct steve we have uh two positions for the planning board we have one position for the zoning board of appeals we have one position for the, for the finance committee uh, we currently have the three town council positions already posted myself as the chairman uh Kobe frangelo will be our vice chair and melanie hamman will be our clerk right for the for the duration of our um, Endeavors. Mm -hmm. it should, it's <laughs> 12 take, to 18 months or whatever it takes <laughs> it's going to take some time but you know i'm not i'm not terribly unfamiliar with this because as a matter of fact one of the things that that was a common feature as a as a professional teacher in the state of massachusetts working in public schools is they always have an expectations of goal setting and meeting certain criteria mm -hmm. and that's really boils down to uh, creating a rubric having a set goal meeting that rubric to the best of your expectations uh, and then kind of checking off those goals as you go and just adding more depth to those goals as we go along mm -hmm. um, which actually gets to my point of that actually what the implementation committee is ultimately going to take charge of when the process is done so yeah that a was a little the, bit yeah go ahead yep. that was the one thing that it was interesting as I, as I started diving into this obviously mm -hmm. preparing for the overall process but then with this for you specifically 
for the readers, the 2013 plan certainly is on the town page. It covers, I think it's 180 pages. 217 pages. 217, I knew it was up there. It's, and the abridged version yes. itself is about 40 pages. Correct. <laughs> and that at least yeah. covers the mm -hmm. sections and all the goals and objectives. Yes. A couple of them, yes, yeah, stuck out like, ooh, in, engaged to see if we can pass a Community Preservation Act. And yo, Bingo. we did. Yep. So there's one that we can check off. Yep. And I'm sure there may be something now that we've done that, okay. And coincidentally, the Community Preservation Committee is in its annual cycle in terms mm -hmm. of how are we going to spend the funds, what the budget is going to be used for, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So, yeah. Yep, there may be other goals uh, uh, to replace that one because it, now it's been achieved. Ultimately, and, and like I said earlier, many of the goals that were existing back in 2013 and even back in, in, in uh, 2007, I think, was the last one prior to that. Um, won't, many of these goals, for the most part, won't change, Right. where some of them will change significant. Some of them, for the most part, will probably just be taken off the plate because they were either either not logical mm -hmm. or not something that was achievable right and we have to look back at them and say okay is that really something that we want to continue with we weren't able to do it in 10 years that we really going to be able to do it in the next 10 years sure so there are going to be things like that that we need we need to reconsider um, but as part of that the implementation process which is the final step just kind of a interesting i was just reviewing this a, a little bit earlier today and as i was noting some of the agencies that are ultimately responsible for the implementation of this plan. Uh, everything from the town council to the town administration to the EDC, which is economic development, public land use, DPW, Franklin Historical Commission, MassDCR, which is conservation and recreation. And one of the last ones on this list, at the bottom of the list, was the Franklin Citizens Rail Trail Committee, which, which many people probably don't even recall. Their number one goal was to try to set up the SNET Trail and get that moving a little bit further down the line towards Blackstone and ultimately mm -hmm. resulted in having right. the tunnel put in and funding through Jeff Roy right. um, to extend the rail trail. But for the most part, the Franklin Citizens Rail Trail Committee is... is is defunct. It's no longer around. So there are, there are going to be charges that are going to change. Uh, the Franklin Bellingham Rail Trail Committee is right. still active. That's still active. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And of course, the school department um, and the Master Plan Committee, which is there is a there is, as, as it states here, it's just easy to read it. As the Master Plan touches on many diverse aspects of the town, its implementation must be coordinated with many of the town's departments, committees, boards, and commissions, as well as outside organizations both public and private. Once specific organizations are identified as responsible for the implementation objects, objectives and actions, the key below will be a conjunction with the table of goals, objectives and actions. And this all needs to be submitted uh, as a presentation to the council, ultimately, which once it's gotten public approval, when the whole mm -hmm. process is done, will be presented to the planning board and ultimately um, submitted to the, the state. state. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. as, as part of our funding goals as well, too. Yep. It's, it's just part of their, it's it's kind of part of the state's way of saying, okay, we're going to give you funding if and only if you give us a master plan on how you plan on spending right. that money, which is nine, right. nine out of ten times. That's really what they're looking for. Yep. So what are you going to spend our money on? Well, here's our here's our goals. Um, so there's a just as an example, for instance, land use, uh, first goal, encourage development of workforce housing, which is still on our plate yeah. in areas in the towns where property is underutilized and needs and, and it needs redevelopment and where public transit is available. And an example would be land use, objective one, identify areas where development of workforce housing would be appropriate 
and then the charge or responsibility for that would obviously fall on two, I would say, both the town council mm -hmm. and uh, the economic development well, subcommittees. Along with developers and, and landowners, yep. et cetera, et cetera. And the, the term in particular, I recall from even during the discussions, because, yeah, I've been doing the Franklin Matters for 15 years, mm -hmm. so I was heavily at least reporting in its progress, not necessarily at every meeting, but workforce as a term mm -hmm. caused some trouble to some folks because yes. they weren't really understanding well, workforce means everybody who is living here that is trying to work here at right. the same time. And to that extent, it's understandable. But workforce also seems to imply other things, which is not necessarily where we go. Mm -hmm. So in today's terms, yeah, it's right. affordable senior housing. It's affordable housing. It's potentially smaller housing as opposed to right. we've talked in other places. 80% of our housing stock yeah. yes. is single-family homes. It is. <laughs> we don't have a great variety of other styles of homes. And how are we going to do that? It, it doesn't don't. mean we're going to take down all the single families and rebuild them. That's No, but we have to build where we can it, some of these other pieces. It, we we, we do. And, and it's it would be nice to have variety to offer. Um, mm -hmm. There are Franklin has, uh, along with its, um, you know, it, it, it's how well Franklin has performed in the past ten years. Its mm -hmm. growth, its overall um, attractiveness to the market, has ultimately caused housing prices to kind of go into a into a into a skyrocket, right. where many people just can't afford to live in the town, and which is why words like affordable housing come up, and and it's kind of a it's kind of a loaded word because when I say affordable housing, it's like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. Affordable to who and based on what? From a federal level, state level, it doesn't necessarily mean you can really still right. afford to live here. <laughs> exactly. And that's that makes it tough. And it does, you know, um, Councilor Frangelo's, Frangelo's been saying it himself several times. It's like, it's just, it's one thing to build more units. It's another thing to build units that are affordable. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's tough because, and I can completely understand it because having myself had to leave Watertown back in 1998 yep. with my wife, my future wife and family, uh, it, it just wasn't cost effective to live in Watertown in Boston. Sure. It still isn't effective to live in Watertown in Boston. But that type of gentrification is happening out here as well. It's kind of it's kind of growing its way outwards past the 495 belt. Yep. You know, when I was a kid, it made its way out to 128, and then after we moved out to Franklin, it's made its way out to 495. Mm -hmm. It's only eventually just going to make its way out in, into the beyond. into the suburbs. <laughs> and if you, I, it's funny because you can't even really consider Franklin the suburbs much anymore because of our our overall population and our growth over the past few mm. years. But um, the ultimate charge, and just, just to kind of summarize, uh, this comes from the resolution that was recently passed by the Franklin Town Council. That is the Master Plan Update Committee. Uh, the Town Council desires to update the 2013 Townwide Master Plan. As I mentioned earlier, there's three councillors, two members from the Planning Board, one member from the Zoning Board of Appeals, one member of the Franklin Conservation Commission, and ultimately the reach out today is to find six members at large who have who have some kind of relative experience or background in the areas I mentioned earlier? Uh, the duties of the committee are as follows: to review in, uh, the current master plan and existing planning documents, data and achievements, identify the key issues facing the community in the next ten years, assist in identification of existing conditions, and conduct uh, trend analysis, 
uh, recommend goals and objectives related to the Franklin's future, develop a clear action plan for the town of Franklin, and F, make a final report to the planning board within 18 months from the date of ratification of the committee members, which I'm hoping will be sometime in March, maybe late, maybe early April. Uh, this resolution should become effective by the Franklin Home Rule Charter, and this is going to be a fun time. Um, and it's interesting because as part of this, this, this uh, copy that I have here, I actually have the original resolution dating back to 2012. Right. That was signed by the one and only Judy Ponfefa, who was a clerk at the council back then. Yep. And back then, our town clerk was Debbie Pellegrini. Debbie Pellegrini. <laughs> so it, Both this roles have changed. It's just so great to see this history as it comes in front of mm -hmm. me, and, and knowing that we're going to make new history. You know, and we have a whole new generation. My kids are now growing up, and and um, there's a whole new generation that's that's moving into Franklin. Hopefully, making Franklin a great place. Continue to make Franklin a great place to live. So yeah, it's going to be a big challenge. Um, clearly, the 12 to 18 months, it'll probably be, and I'm thinking out loud, talking out loud, probably a couple of meetings a month. Mm -hmm. Whether it's one formal and then a subcommittee at a minimum. I would think in order to accommodate the work, it may be more than that. It may be yes. two regular and then two subs or whatever. <laughs> but it's going to be some work. I know in other conversations with Jamie and uh, Tom Mercer, uh, the current chair of the council, mm -hmm. um, certainly some reading <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and analysis, understanding, visioning, mm -hmm. um, all those are kind of good skills as well as communications because the members on the committee are going to mm -hmm. also be kind of ambassadors of the report in my terms yes. to kind of also help sell it or at least discuss it with the rest of the members of the community who, like me, I'll be there kind of reporting on it mm -hmm. so that people are aware. But you will have public hearings, public sessions yes. for getting into the weeds and the details, etc. And mm -hmm. we need to have that right place, mm -hmm. that right time, and a good conversation around those. Once a draft has been completed... And we we have all the pieces in in one general um, document. Mm -hmm. It will be presented to the town council and to the planning board for public for public input. So once right. it's been uh, once it's been presented to the planning board and the council, uh, it will go with, then into kind of an open public the, the, the session public portion. where they'll come in with public input, and then maybe even mm -hmm. a, a month or so after the public input, we can come back with a final draft for approval, which probably will be around twenty month time. A lot of work. It is a lot of work, but you know what? It's a it's a good it's a good thing. It really is. It, it's great yeah. to see uh, because, like anything in life, I, I joke. I talk about. I'm, I'm showing my age by talking about Hannibal Lecter. Is I love it when a good plan comes together. Mm -hmm. You know, our last plan might not have been perfect. There might have been some parts of it that didn't quite work out in the past ten years. There might have been some that had grown better than they would expected. Right. But like anything, it's always best to have a good plan moving forward. Yeah. And that's that's the ultimate goal and purpose of this committee, mm -hmm. um, which is why I'm looking for in sharp individuals who right. have some really clear and articulate ways of organizing information, data, data analysis, uh, review of information, mm -hmm. um, kind of forward thinking with yeah. that information, yeah. taking that data and running with it and saying, okay, how does this data serve us? You know, what what's what what can we truly grow? in the various areas mm -hmm. of our town and, and what's going to benefit us as a whole 10, even 12 years from right. now when we do this process again, yeah. you know, and I'm sure there's going to be a few things that, that 
10 years from now, when you look back on this report and say, well, some of these didn't work, but a lot of them sure did. Mm -hmm. And that's really the good, that's really the, the, the main thing is making a plan and going with it because there's nothing worse than not having a plan. Yeah, the key, I think, from my role, I, it, at a minimum, I see myself as the conduit to the greater community in terms of getting them the valid, timely info. Mm -hmm. But this is also a call to action for them to do more than read. This yes. is a real opportunity to have the voice, which we know we've heard and seen in the various social threads. Mm -hmm. Who thought that? How come this? How right. come that? Right. This is the time to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, put up or whatever. <laughs> right. This is an opportunity to truly determine what our future will be. Correct. And, and this this is ultimately, as you just stated, Steve, so eloquently, is this is ultimately an opportunity for somebody to, you know, get off their soapboxes and social media and actually come on out and make their voices heard um, and really put some action behind our words mm -hmm. and put those words on paper and put them into a plan so that the town as a whole ultimately right. benefits from it. You know, because one of the things I don't plan on doing and is I really don't plan on turning this into a, a social media type thing. I plan on making this committee a very professional committee. Mm -hmm. um, everything's going to stay within the committee for discussion. It's going to remain just like as the clerk of the council. I have mm -hmm. to follow due diligence right. in making certain that everybody understands that the information, the goals, the ideas, the work, the data, the analysis, the 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 surveys and everything that goes into this into this work is through the town of Franklin. It's going to be in a public forum, and it will not be discussed in any length of brevity over social media at all during the length of this the length of this uh, process. Mm -hmm. uh, if people wish to make discussion or points on things, that's fine. But um, I will not. Re I, I will be recommending to my fellow committee members uh, to refrain from making opinion and, and, and thought during during the process for the mm -hmm. simple reason that this is a public forum and I wish to have the public involved in that process mm -hmm. instead of opening it up to conjecture and, and social yeah. media ridiculous. Yeah, and it's, it's, that's going to be the hard one because clearly as an idea evolves, yep. there are certain iterations of it and effectively you're just saying be part of the idea evolution right. in the formal meeting, yes. not on a social thread. Right. It's <laughs> just structure the feedback in an appropriate way yeah. so we can have an honest and thoughtful and respectful discussion. <laughs> and that's that's where the public forums and the public meetings will be everyone's opportunity to have their voices heard. Mm -hmm. And I, I look forward to everyone's input and I really hope that um, everybody comes comes forth with their best ideas and their best their best thoughts on how they ultimately they'd like to see the town mm -hmm. of Franklin grow in the next 10 years. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be a good piece. I know it just, as we mentioned earlier, kind of speed reading through mm -hmm. the abbreviated version. Um, another piece that was at least achieved mm -hmm. uh, was our application for a green community. Yes. So that's another piece that we already know has indeed given us benefits because we now have additional grant opportunities. Mm -hmm. We've received funds because of that, yep. et cetera. So, mm -hmm. yeah, all of those are good. How many more of those are in the detail that, you know, well, we were close on here. We weren't quite close mm -hmm. on that one. <laughs> that, that'll that come as you, as you do your work and people yep. roll up their sleeves and start digging in. 
Well, you know, it's funny to say that, Steve, because I'm, I, uh, what's been done over the past 10 years, things that are ridiculously noticeable mm -hmm. are the Delcart, right. how the Delcart's grown so much, the Fletcher Field, how uh, we've gotten the new Bruins uh, hockey rink over there. Right. Um, you know, just, and then, of course, the the just the re the most recent purchasing of open space open space some almost right. 208 acres worth mm -hmm. of open space right. that that is ultimately going to have to be part of our master plan moving All goes forward back to the CPA funds which we now enable exactly and are also enabling <clears throat> the renovation of the red brick yep. there's uh, enhancement coming to king street field enhancements coming to nason tot mm -hmm. lot all these other things are happening and because they're of all those good things yes absolutely they're, they're all good things because that we are we now have i like to look at this as a as a empty painter's palette mm. and we're getting ready to paint something and we have an opportunity to take the open space and make it a really good recreational use. Uh, we have the CPA money to continue uh, making improvements on our historical districts as well as continuing to keep our eye open on any other future open space that mm -hmm. may open up. Sure. Um, all, all with the goal of trying to meet our future needs and, and or just prevent, not prevent, but slow down future development. And I think that's probably one of the one things that most people are happy about is the fact that by purchasing this open land that like we have, we've we've made it known to the community that we're trying to stymie the overdevelopment of the community as a whole. And this yeah. really allows us to, to be in a good position. Making the development we do much smarter and targeted wiser. for what we need to bingo. Right. Wiser development. Um future you know, future needs of the town as they may arise. Mm -hmm. You know, the nice part about owning um, the property is the fact that who knows what the future generation is going to need. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have we currently have the school department looking into redistricting. Our current student enrollment might be done, but who knows what's going to happen in another ten or, or twenty years from now? Mm -hmm. That that population dynamic could change too. Right. So, and we have uh, Franklin Ridge, which is coming. We also have senior housing. That's another discussion that's going to be coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have, of course, other building uses. I know um, as part of these committees, one of the things I didn't mention. Davis Mayor <clears throat> mm -hmm. and police station. For anyone who's out there in radio land who's listening and wants to get involved in a committee, but don't necessarily want to get involved at the level of um, the master plan, there are other committees that have been recently posted. I will read you those right now. Uh, there is the Davis Thayer Building Reuse Advisory Committee. Uh, this is uh, to, to basically take the good old Davis Thayer Elementary School that all of my children have gone through and find a new purpose for it. There's a lot of open discussion right now on mm -hmm. what people like it to be, everything housing, from housing to a police, police department station, to community whatever. center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this board is established, this committee has been established solely just to try to nail down that mm -hmm. use. And of course, what can the building be used for? Right. That's really, right. there is a report that was done a few years ago. Yeah, a couple, and Castle yep. Booze is Castle still Booze. part of this particular analysis, which from a time perspective, time commitment-wise, to go to back to that point, this you, this committee needs to make their decision by the end of the year. So yes. if somebody has some time but doesn't want to feel to commit extended. To, <laughs> to commit to the master plan, you can at least do the Davis Thayer. Yeah, that, and that... That'll be a good committee to be on. Um, 
Of course, there is the police station building committee, and these kind of go hand in hand with the with Davis there because one of the topics of discussion around the possible uses for Davis there is a police station. Right. So they're putting together um, a, a a five person or six person. I think it's it's five. five. A five person uh, police station building committee. Applicants must have a background in engineering or in construction management. Uh, the committee will evaluate and plan for a brand new police station. For anyone who's familiar with our current police station, uh, over on Panther Way, it's it's um, no longer serves our purpose yeah. in it's regards. It's a good facility, but it is tightly spaced where it is, mm-hmm. and respectfully, we've grown to fulfill what we need, but we've also grown as well more diverse, mm-hmm. and there aren't enough female locker rooms. No for the female police officers. So we need to uh, address that. We do. We, they're doing good work. We need to take care. It, it's had other functionality issues as well, things mm-hmm. from leaks uh, to the general location. It's not exactly in the most pleasing location. It might be better served downtown, but these are one of the discussion points that's going to be brought up with the police station building committee. Uh, there are three current open positions on the cultural district committee, and this committee promotes arts and culture development in the districts as part of the town certification with the Commonwealth. There is the Design Review Commission. Our DCR recommends signage design in the styles and signed styles to the planning board. There's one position that's an associate position on that commission. And of course the Franklin Cultural Council. There's two open vacancies and the Cultural Council awards grants to local arts organizations every year and assists in sponsoring major events like the Cultural Festival and annual arts symposium. Uh, Kate Kelly was the former chair of the Franklin Cultural Council. They are going to be appointing a new chair, have they? I haven't heard yet. I haven't heard yet. Uh, Maybe somebody within the committee will step up, or maybe some of these new uh, appointees will determine that they're fit for that role. Mm -hmm. TBD. So for anybody who's been listening, uh, the deadline to apply is March 3rd, 2023. Uh, There are paper copy forms and prospective applicants may also visit in person or call the town administrator's office at 508-520-4949. That's 508-520-4949. And speak with the executive assistant, Julie McCann. The staff are willing to assist anyone submitting an application by by not using the online application portal. So hopefully we'll get some people that are interested in, in being a part of the master plan. If not, they have these other committees that, mm-hmm. that hopefully they'll take an opportunity to join. And I know it's been said, at least by Jamie and Tom in public meetings as well, that once an application is submitted, mm-hmm. and if the individual is selected, clearly they go forward. If they're not, they're still kept on file. So as other committee opportunities come up over time, mm-hmm. and life is dynamic. Things happen all the time. They so. Do. The the design review committee is an open spot from some other change, respectfully, in mm-hmm. that sort. So that pile of or his stack of or archive of uh, resumes applications can then be sourced um, and hopefully provide some candidates for the next opportunity. So we can only hope. We can only hope. There, there is a lot of pleasure in volunteering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's an under underthought of thing. I, uh, people's lives get busy. I can yes. understand that much myself, being as busy as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I, I take great pride in my volunteer positions, and um, a lot of people might think to themselves, "Wow, that's an unpaid position, and you put in that many hours for that." And I go, "Yes, I do," because yeah. I feel that strongly about 
my my town. I feel that strongly about my family and how well um, my town serves my family as well as how well my my family serves my town. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of go hand in hand with each other. And, and that's something that I've always tried to emulate to my kids. Mm-hmm. Let my kids kind of see that. And then hopefully um, my own students, you know, kind of project that volunteerism out into my students so mm-hmm. that they understand that there's more to life than just a buck. Right. And that it's really all about contributing and making your community as a whole the best place you could possibly live. Yep. Giving back. Mm-hmm. Giving back. <laughs> yep. Yes, indeed. So. Well, good. Well, thank you for taking time to have this conversation. Um, hopefully folks will have learned a few things, given some food for thought, mm-hmm. and hopefully provide an application if they so choose. Um, and if the time's not good, we understand that. That's fine. Not everybody can step up, but... At least share the info amongst your friends and neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of your friends and neighbors may be good fits for this as well. So if you're listening and they're not, say, hey, <laughs> check this out. Mm-hmm. Thank you again. And for the listeners, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.